Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and full plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com. Yo, it's Life is Dope Podcast. I'm your man, Graffiti. What's good, ladies and gentlemen? It's Davey. How you feeling today, bro? I feel great. What are you talking about? Tired? What? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Tired for what, huh? Yeah. No, we, we alive. We alive. We alive. What's going on in your world, bro? Man, my world is going, going great. Man, you know, I've been showing up late to a lot of places lately. Like, I'm not used to this traffic in Denver. Yeah, this shit's stupid, bro. You got to leave, what, an hour and 30 minutes <laughs> to get somewhere that's 15 minutes away? Yeah, I'm used to just leaving 30 minutes, and now I'm, like, showing up 15 and 30 minutes late. I mean, I'm already always late, but now I'm, like, super late all the time. But I'm, I'm working on it. We're working, man. We, we're yeah, working we, in general. Yeah, you know, we're trying, to make, we're trying to change things up for black people. Like, you know, we're not trying to just show up late anymore. Trying to change these stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> Shit ain't working so far, but we but we but we try it. Oh uh, man, so we got a special guest in the building today. Super yeah. special. Just came came back in town. This guy right here, man. You know him even if you don't know that you know him. You've heard him on some of your favorite productions, but we're gonna let him break that down for you. From it's uh, my man. Oh, who? I was gonna say from hometown hero uh, to uh, national, international uh, super producer. Whoa! You didn't heard him on the radio. Mm. You didn't heard him in all your favorite artist songs. Mm. You didn't heard him on the new uh, Srim Life Three. Yeah, man, you are right. flexing. Give it up one time for our man Scorp Diesel. Diesel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's get it. How you feeling, bro? Man, I'm feeling good, man. Cool, cool, cool. Out here in uh, 5280, you know. Off, off, that, off that good Denver, I see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Word. So for the people who don't know, just let them know who you are and what you do. Scorp Diesel, man. I'm super producer. Been doing this, this beat thing for, for many years, you know. And, you know, we just trying to make it to the top right now, getting them bags, you know. Word, word, word. So now I, I see you got that super producer in, in your title. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm putting too much time Work. for it. You know, I mean, it ain't easy. Yeah, I feel like I'm. You know, I deserve that title. You I, know, I agree. I agree. I was gonna right, say, right. like, a lot of people can give you a title, but once you realize you like deserve it and you start giving it to yourself, they, that's some time put in. How long you been producing? I've been I've been producing for, for literally for probably about seven, eight years, but. As far as beat making, I've been doing that forever. Like, yeah. For like, since I was a youngster, dog. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's different. You know, I mean, it's just making beats. I mean, I, I know you hear people say all the time it's different between producers and beat makers, and it's true because yeah. I spent my first uh, five years just making beats. But then when I got around producers that had experience, I learned the producing game, you know. Right. So. That's, that's interesting because there is a big difference. And if right. you don't know music, like you might not know that difference, but it's, I mean, because I started out 
beat making as well. And then I think right. once I realized you had to kind of convert into a producer, right? That's when I left that shit alone because it's a whole nother world, whole nother game. So for the fans who don't know, what is the difference between beat making and being a producer? Because right. you have a lot of beat makers that probably think that they're producers. Yeah. They just hop on the laptop, just you know, program some drums, and they're like, okay, I'm, I'm the next Diddy. So so break it right. down real quick. It's simple. It's real simple. Like, man, when you make beats, it's beat programming. You're just putting the sounds together. Mm-hmm. But a producer is the person that's going to get the right singer, the right writer. Mm. But a producer might hear some guitars on it, might go get some guitar player. You know, and he's the one that's going to make a hit record at the end of the day. You know, okay. when he turn into the label, it's, you know, he's going to do whatever it takes, you know, to make it jump. So far as a beat maker he can just sit in the beat and he good he can go back to making beats he don't have to go in the studio with the artist or sit in there with the writer right or listen to the mixes you know what i'm saying like right you know that's where the real work come in and having an ear for it because at the end of the day if you just just keep on making beats your your bag ain't gonna really get big anyway like mm. you know i mean you want to elevate too that makes sense so basically just being there to see the record from start to finish, that, that's kind of right. like what the producer Producing does. the record. Right, mixing it, making sure the sound is right, making sure the arrangement is right. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a dope arranger, arranger. That's how I feel. Like, when I work with writers, I know how to arrange a song. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, uh, your average beat maker probably don't even understand arrangements, arranging songs, you know. Right. Or I understand, like, bridges and certain melodies, you know. I can communicate with the singers, with the, with the artists, you right. know. Mm-hmm. So that's all a part of producing, too, as well. Okay. So as far as, like, with your early career, what is it that influenced you to get into music? What is it that really, like, influenced your style early on? Uh, early on, I mean, being from the Bay Area, it was the whole, you know, the E-40, Mac Dre. Okay. That era, the mob era, that's that's really what birthed my sound. And then you had the death row. The yeah. death row era came in. I was, you know, on the dash. G phone era, Warren G, you know, like like that started all, and then just just elevating, man. I was I was evolving with the times, dog. Like you know what I'm saying? Like right. I've been doing it forever. A lot of people can't last that long because sometimes you know producers get stuck yeah. in a box and they don't know how to evolve. And I just evolve with the times, dog. You know what I'm saying? And and by me, like when I was a youngster, I, I, I went out to uh, I shot out to New York, mm-hmm. and I seen a whole different. Like feel of the rap game, you know. I was literally out there when, right when Biggie died. I was probably like, man, a youngster. Like, and uh, the, the vibe was just different. I went down to Bad Boy, and then that was like the first time I was introduced to the MPC. Oh wow! Being in New York, coming from Colorado, you know, I didn't even know nothing about the MP. And uh, from there, from New York, I got a plug. I ended up moving to South Carolina. Got a plug for Atlanta, mm-hmm. right? You know, and also once I got that Atlanta plug, it changed my life, like, right? I was on tour with Cash Money, like, the next probably six months. Just, oh, oh, for real? Yeah, well, I started off, like, as a uh, on a street team, you know, passing off flyers and shit like that. And, okay. And my boy, he had a he had an account with Cash Money. Like, he was the one that actually broke, huh, the juvenile record in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Like, like we went to, we went to uh, the New Orleans, pulled up on Baby Autumn. It's crazy, dog. Like, yeah. I got a crazy ass, like, I'm glad you brought like, that history, up. history, dog. like, <laughs> Back early, you definitely had that Bay Area, West Coast sound. But just from the outside looking in, it did seem like the overall evolution kind of kicked in once yeah. you got to the South. Yeah. Like, you know, even the artist names start getting bigger, and you just – it's yeah. like, all right, now who's Scorp? Like, what the fuck's Scorp doing for real? <laughs> well, and it seemed like it started to pick up. Would you, would you say that's true? Definitely it's true, man. When I got to the South, 
you got to think, when I got down there, that's when Cash Money first started, like when they was really getting their name, you know. Mm -hmm. And I came at a time where, you know, you had like Lil John blowing up, Young Jeezy. And so I was able to like, you know, like just keep game and, you know, had the experience. You right. Know, from, like even me and Drummer Boy, like we, was, we used to make beats for the same independent label out there as Blackout Music. Okay. And uh, it was just crazy, bro. It was just, like I say, Atlanta changed my life, bro. Like, I used to come back here and put everybody up on game on stuff I learned. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It was right. crazy. Man, so talk, yeah, so talk about real quick, because you did bring up a really good point. Um, just being a part of, like, their street team, because I could only imagine, like, producers or just anyone might look at that opportunity like, nah, I want to I get on, I want to make beats for them. Yeah. But you more so saw, like, an opportunity to, like, get in where you fit in. So how important is that to really just – you know, just get your foot in that door, even if it's not just doing what you want to in the in the full scale. Man, I tell people all the time, man, like, what you going to do for the game? You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody want to be a superstar. Everybody want to be this, be that. But what are you going to do when you get around or get in a circle? Like, you might have to, you know, carry somebody's bags. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, Tupac used to be a dancer. Right. Pac used to be dancing on stage. Right, right, like, right. You feel right. Me? But he had to do what he had to do to get on. Like, if you dope at what you do, evidently your time gonna, is going to come for you to, like, show up, and you got to show up. And that's mm -hmm. just what I did. But it was cool. Like, like being a uh, person on the street team, I felt like at that time it was the lowest the lowest position in the music business. But it was dope, though. Like, I have all these flyers with, with your favorite rapper on it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or parties, whatever. We had strip clubs, and we passing them out. We hand in hand. We get we get to start a conversation with chicks. and. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just right. so much. And then, like, we used to go on a tour. We was on, I was actually on a block-to-block -block tour with uh, Cash Money and Rough Riders, UGK, all that shit. Like, yeah. Classic. Like, uh, we used to uh, – we used to, it was a street team, so it was crazy because, like, you know, they had – we'll go to the concert, and as soon as Cash Money come on, they'll make us, like, the person that was head of the street team, they'll make us leave. Mm. They go to the after party to put up posters and all that. Like we used to be dog in Houston, city to city, like putting up posters and shit. Like I still know how to do that shit. Yeah, like, I can <laughs> right. put up posters on a pole from all the way to the to the top. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like real promo. They don't do it no more because you get fined now. They find the shit out of you now. But, <laughs> yeah. but it was crazy though. But it's like, bro, that's what it took. I used to be like, man, like damn, man, we could never like just sit here and enjoy Hot Boys performing and shit. Sometimes right. we did, but. It was a cool experience, and then on that on that tour, I met Young Buck. Yeah. Young Buck, bro, I met Young Buck on that tour when Young Buck uh, signed a Fifty Cent. Mm -hmm. I seen that shit, and then when he left, he called me like because I had a relationship with him. Right. He called me. I was doing all the beats for Buck when he left G Unit. Like when he dissed him on the, uh, it was a, uh, the, it was a Terminator on site. Yeah. Right. Yep. Damn, that shit that was, was my beat. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? I it didn't was know crazy. that. That's crazy. Like, my dude called me from Atlanta, like, Scorp, you did that beat with Buck? Like, it had my little tag in the beginning. <laughs> or, no, nah, you know what it is? I didn't even have a tag back then. He shot me out in the beginning. It was real mm. low, though. Mm. But then he flew me out to Nashville. I stayed in his house for, like, you know, a week, just banging out beats and shit, doing songs. Like, right. but that's way back from me, you know what I'm saying, passing out flyers just on the street the team. Now, well, if I was like, nah, I ain't, I ain't no uh, street team. I don't pass out flyers. I make beats. Fuck that. I probably will never even be surprised sitting here today, my nigga. Dang, <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? That's, right. that's real. Like, right. straight up. Because I get mad when I get artists coming around me, and they be like, oh, I do this, I do that. But if you ask them to do something or, you know, they feel like you're supposed to drop everything you're doing, you know, yeah. for them. Right. It's like, dog, you ain't putting in no work. Who is you? Right. right. We don't right. care your stuff is hot. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, 
it's so many people that can get replaced. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, right. That is real. Ass, though. You know how many people want to be in your position? Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, and that's why I, I kind of have an issue with out here. I feel like it's a lot of talent, but the mentality is just is off, bro. Everybody thinks they, the they mentality, made it already. Yeah, yeah the mentality is mm-hmm. off. And you got to sometimes, you got to strip yourself from that shit so you can learn it. Because at the end of the day, it takes people to put you in a position. So you can't go around and say, I don't need nobody. Right. I need the people to get me a placement. Or yeah. I need the people to walk my beat in to this artist. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm if I'm rubbing everybody the wrong way, how am I ever win or get right. to the next level? So at first you gotta be able to get along with people. You know what I'm saying? So Okay, that's that's that was real. What like, can you do for the game? Nah, straight up, that's what I tell people all the time, bro. Even when I just moved to LA recently from Atlanta, like I didn't go to LA like thinking, Oh, I'm from Atlanta, I got all these placements, I know all these people. Right. Y'all got to work with me. I'm like, nah, I got to. I'm down there. I had to start over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I went in the studio sessions when it was my time to shine, playing dope records with hooks on it, beats. You know what I'm saying? I might have to give out a few. and Right. You know, cause I even had to, I had to engineer a few times. You know what I'm saying? A few people just to, just so I know they'll keep calling me. Like, yeah. it's hard for engineers, like, for, to, get, to get engineers nowadays, you know, and sometimes I just use that as a tactic just so I can, you know, right. continue to network. Oh, talking to Mike, bro. Yeah, it was just a tactic, basically. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Damn. But, I mean, now I got, like, two engineers. Right, <laughs> right, right. right. Okay. okay, so fast forward. You're now, you're now in L.A. You're now on one of the hottest albums out, the Srim Life 3. So tell us, how did you get hooked up with uh, Ray Srimmer? Uh I got hooked up with them through my business partner, Molly. Molly okay. Ma. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Swipe was living across the street. <laughs> <laughs> And he was just like, you know, he used to come over for like parties and shit. And uh, he wasn't working on the music at first, you know, so I didn't know how that was going to play out. I first met that DJ, uh, Jay Sharn. Like, I really locked in with him. And it's crazy because Sway is like one of my like favorite artists, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And yeah, super talented. I love, I love like other music. Mike Will, that's my boy, you know what I'm saying? I've been, I knew Mike Will before all that stuff blew up, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, they live across me from Maul, and he just started knocking out records. Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy because it was like I went over there and checked this out. I, have, I moved down the street from Maul State like probably like five minutes away. Uh-huh. So he probably, uh, one morning I pulled up over there to the studio and Sway and French in there working. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's like four in the morning. <laughs> like, And I'm like, damn, I got to get one on these dudes. <laughs> what I got to do? Even then... I'm humble because what I did, I'm sitting in their session, chilling. I ain't saying nothing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm letting them knock out their music, vibe to whatever. When it's my time to shine, I'm gonna shine. I don't gotta cut no other. Produ- I can be in a studio with ten other producers, and it's but not. It's been situations where it's been like that. Like yeah. when it's my time, when they call score of D's, you best believe I'm gonna come with that fire. You feel me? Right, that's right, right. That's right, real. Yeah. That's real. What do you feel has been some of your most standout records or most impactful records to your career? That's my next question. Go ahead and flex that impact. catalog a little bit. <laughs> my career, uh, that was imp- impact. Stay still. Stay still. All right. uh, <laughs> I'm kind of. I still be nervous. No, you good. Uh, yeah, we just, like, yeah, we just chopped nah, it up. I, I would say uh, that two chains, uh, pimp C back. I did. Okay. Mm, yeah. That was impactful because I didn't even know what was going down. I didn't even know how it even happened. Well, I knew how who played it, who got him the record, but. You know, they shot the video, and then he, you know, went to Houston, had his mom in it. Right. And it was just real. I felt like that was just real culture culture shock to me. You know what I'm saying? And right. And, like, that can go on forever. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. 
Uh, just aside from impactful, just some of the biggest and most memorable placements or tracks that you did in general. General, like, damn, like damn, I did that. Uh, I would say E Forty Records. Yeah, growing up, you know, looking at him as a legend. Yeah, you know, it, it's crazy though. It took E Forty like three years just to, to get at me. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, he actually like the beat he the first song we did. It was a beat I sent him like three years ago. Wow. So. After that, we just started knocking out big records, shot videos, and Word. you know, it's been crazy. Shit, definitely, shouts to E Forty. Yeah. And so, is that normally, or not even normally, but has that ever happened in addition to that time where you had like just a record you were sitting on for like maybe like two or three or four years, and you're just like, I mean, I got this. Let me send it to them, and they actually like like it, and you're like, dang. I Man, it was like three years be, old. You'll <laughs> be shocked, dog. It's stuff that still get placed two or three years ago. That's that's crazy. Like even Swipe jumped on some stuff that I made two or three years ago. That's banging. Yeah, <laughs> you know that just goes to show like just how far ahead. Yeah, uh, like I'm do, still I'm still eating off my old beats. Believe that. Like, do you have a lot of beats that you kind of just sit to the side? No, or, you know, every, I be telling people out. everything is on the same level to me because all come from my creativity. Right. Mm-hmm. I really can't say I got this. This dope beat or these whack beats because I might think something's whack. Somebody else might think it's fire. Right. You feel me? So might be a number one. Even I play beats for certain artists, they'll be like, "Man, give me that pack. You'll play for Thug." And I'll be like, "Bro, I'm just playing my music. Like I'm just playing music. Right. You feel me? <laughs> right. Like everything I do, I put my heart in it. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Yeah. So from more of a technical standpoint, just for the young producers out there listening, just getting placements and kind of just getting your music in the right hand seems to be like the biggest struggle for up and coming producers. They always want to know, well, how do I even get my song to so-and-so like what's some, what's some pointers you can give on that? There's so many ways you can get it to them, man. And now you got the internet. Come on, man. You got the internet. You can just email artists. Right. You know what I'm saying? Beats. Right. And I felt like my time coming up, I had it the hardest. Like I had to really get out there and get in the mud Right, <laughs> you know, and sit outside studio sessions, and you know, uh, you just gotta be smart with this, man. Like, get at the engineers. I, I tell producers all the time, how like engineers. A lot of engineers be in a studio session with artists, and sometimes it might be four in the morning. These artists be like, "Yo, I need beats." <laughs> right. I mean, they can't. They can't pull up no dope beats or nothing. Like, you gotta just. You know, just have access. It's just who you know, man. It's a who you know game. Yeah, just moving and shaking. Does email and beats still work, though? Because I feel like artists really just want to have that experience of, like, you know, play something for me, like, right now, like, in person, in the session. Like, I don't know if, if like, the if like the email yeah. game still works. Yeah. Or is it still? I mean, I'm going to tell you, like, this straight up. I hate emailing beats. <laughs> I hate it. I mean, like, you write, you know, you don't know if it's, they going to get it or not. Sometimes it's cool, but. I don't like when artists get on Instagram. They be like, producers send beats to such and such. Right. I yeah. hate that shit. Like, I don't never send beats to them artists because, for one, all they going to do is, you know, they going to use your music. You don't know if they use it or not. Right. Right. You know, right. they use it, won't even tell you. Mm. <laughs> you know, but it is what it is. Yeah. Ooh. That's what I wanted to bring up. What's up? So, when you have artists like Future, artists like Chris Brown, who's recording. Or, or like when you hear them say that they're sitting on like five hundred, six hundred songs, and Man. you and you know you've probably sent like twenty, twenty records over there, and they recorded to them. Man, like, it's crazy. This music business is crazy, bro. Like 
And I mean, you know, I got to the point where I got excited for working with an artist, right, or doing right. songs. And now it's like, okay, if I do a song with Jigga right now, right, it's cool, but if it don't get put out, then what? Right. Mm. You know, I got a song right now with Young Jeezy and uh, Nicki Minaj that Jeezy recorded like five years ago that <laughs> probably going to never come out. Oh, wow. He, I would be, yeah, <laughs> I, I'd, I'd be frustrated because. It was, yeah, and it's like, Mike's is like, when I see him, I'd be like, man, what's up, bro? <laughs> like, can I put it out? <laughs> right. Yeah, like, the last time he told me, he was like, man, just didn't go with the album, you know? And it's like, these artists got tons of music. So, now when I work with an artist, I'm, I need 50 songs. Fuck that. Like, yeah. fuck that one and two. What? I'm cool. I need 50 records. Like, mm, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, with that being said, um, from a business standpoint, like, how does that change things as far as ownership because i mean nowadays we see more of these producers kind of doing collaborative albums or just putting out their own albums with beats they made with other artists because i mean like me if i had a track with jeezy and nikki i, I mean at the time you would probably think he was gonna put it out but i'm like yeah this shit this is mine and <laughs> you know what i mean like so basically to guarantee that you're gonna put out your the music that you want to put well, out it's never guaranteed man you never know until they put it out yeah you never know now you can be a fool and go sell the beat, and they and, and as soon as you sell the beat, son, they might want to put it out. Now yeah, you can't uh-huh. even put the record out, right? So you just gotta just you know just, just keep working, man. That's because if you start if you sit up here and derive off these songs, dog, like that should have drive you insane. Like even when Sun uh, Like Three came out, mm-hmm. I'm on there checking my record and you know checking yeah. the stats and all that, which is I think it's about to go go. By the way. But oh, absolutely! Forget all that, man. Like, okay, we got that done. All right, let's go back to to the kitchen and cook up some more. This mm-hmm. heat, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that's where I'm focused. I'm I'm so creative right now. Like, I'm so much in my creative space. Like, I don't even. I got to get back to really doing interviews like I used to do and get on the internet and because I'm so I'm so in the studio. I'm locked right. in. Like consistency. I, I want to be like I, I'm trying to be great at this shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like. When I first moved to LA, I took the whole year just working, like wow. nonstop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You think uh, producers are, I won't say underrated, underappreciated in the game? Because I mean, the producer kind of sets the sound, not just for the artist, but for for the era. Like I feel like right. a producer sets the whole tone for the way the game sounds for right. years. Like you see that right now with the the trap, Mike Will, Metro Boomin type sound, and before that, like. Well, Pharrell always been around. It's definitely underrated, sound. but it's underrated because, I mean, music is damn near everything is underrated now because of the internet. Like, mm. the way it's so easy to get music now, you know? Right. You know, I mean, these labels don't, shoot, they used to give out, they used to pay a quarter million for a track. They not going to do that no more. Like, mm. right. right. You know, it, I mean, I seen it coming when, uh, when, uh, when, uh, Rick Ross dropped that, uh, <laughs> That record, which one was, uh, was that it? BMF? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Lex Luger, when Lex Luger and them came in, started a whole new wave. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, so. Damn, that, that little time period was crazy. Because you had BMF, then you had that Walker joint. Damn, I'll go hard like, in the paint. Yep. That whole little sound right there. He killed it, it everything. He killed all the shorty everything. reds, the, uh, yeah. the fat boys, the drummer boys, like that. Because. Then you don't even have to pay that much for a sound like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you know, it was just young young cats coming into business, then understanding the game. But 
you know, it is what it is, man. Like everything evolves, everything changes. You just gotta change with it. When they right. when beats start, when niggas wasn't paying for beats that much, you know what I start doing? I start working with the writers. Yeah. Instead of me playing beats now, now I'm playing hooks and whole songs in the sessions. Right. You know, uh, even that song I did for E40, the dump truck. Like I sent that in with my writer on the hook already. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's a jewel right there because not a people, not a lot of people think about that. Like, I'm gonna it, tell you, writers is killing it. If you're yeah. a dope writer, you don't gotta worry about shit. Like, it's just the fact that it's hard to find good writers. Like, I know y'all seen me. I posted a song on Facebook a few months ago. I was like, y'all, we're all the dope writer. I need a dope writer. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. And everybody's sending me shit, but it's like, you know, I mean, it's not, it's not what's, it's, it's not industry standard. Like, right. You know, you gotta be around that shit, man, to really know the sauce, man, to really, you know what I'm saying, to get that sound. That's what it's about. Right. right. You know. So what's been like the most surprising um, artist experience? So I guess what's a what's an artist that you probably had like a preconceived notion about, and then you actually met them and worked with them, and was like, "Well, I didn't expect them to be like that at all." Man, that's hard. Uh, Good or bad. <laughs> um, I was like, Doug. Doug was cool. He was. Yeah. I was working with him. I was expecting him to be kind of rowdy and. Uh, he was he was just leaning, cool, chilling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he was dope, very talented, very talented. He was what I like about him. And like, like I tell a lot of artists, like like Doug was on the board. I like, say this was the SSL. Mm-hmm. You know, he was running Pro Tools himself. Yeah, you know the engineer would do it, but he'll go in there and fix his vocals. And I like to see shit like that because it lets you know the artist is really serious about his work. You know, right. really into it. You know, but that was that was cool uh, meeting Young Thug. Yeah, that's and that's actually a good point that you bring up because I know like people just think he's just like mumbling and screaming on the record, but I think when you kind of like really break it down and you look at like his his cadence and the the way that he puts his melodies together, it, it it's definitely not something that's just random. He 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 seems like he's very uh, strategic in the way that he that he crafts the song. So that's oh uh, yeah, very strategic. Dope. So what I'm getting a lot from this interview so far is. You got to move around. I mean, and you being from out here, you kind of know how people, and not even just out here. I'm sure it's like this in other cities too. But people get stuck in that bubble within their city, where they feel like they're the man in the city, and then don't move around. But we see, like with you, and then like some of the previous guests, uh, it's moving around that kind of gets you around that sound and that industry standard, like you said, and those people yeah. that that really help you formulate that sound. Yeah, because that's what it's about. It's a sound. It's a it's a vibe, and if you don't have that, then you know it's gonna it's gonna be hard for you to be successful. Right, right. So I see that you have uh, I see you have some new stuff coming out. I see that you brought uh, an artist with you. You want to talk yeah. about that real quick? Yeah, I got uh, Max B with me, uh, artist I've seen, young youngster, and he like he just had natural talent from the from the gate. You know, yeah. it's not so much about how long you've been doing it. Like I could tell just natural talent just from watching you. You know, so right. That's what I've seen in them, and I want to have fun, man. Like, we already got a few labels trying to, you know, reach out and do some business. Mm. And like I say, man, right now I'm taking my, my game to the next level, bro. Like, I'm trying to help, really help artists get on. I'm already helped a lot of writers yeah. get deals and stuff. And right now I'm working on on a deal for a group called OSB. Okay. And they got a song called uh, uh, Everybody Baby Mama that's blowing up. Okay. I had uh, Justin Bieber was going, was dancing to it, went viral. And uh, like I say, man, I'm just trying to put artists in position. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So <clears throat> with Scorp Diesel or Diesel Music, is it more like a label situation or, or how does that 
operate. Right now, I'm not doing a label situation. It's just more on production, like yeah, like you know, just making sure the business is, is good. Yeah, you know, uh, I can't sit up here and say I got a label because I don't have one. Like, yeah, you, know, you got to have a full operation going on with that. Right, <laughs> you know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. So but it's I, more so like if you just hear new talent. And yeah, because it's the fact. It's the fact that I got the relationship. I can go make a deal happen right now. Right. That's no doubt in my mind. Like I know the right person. I don't got to go through three and four different middlemen. I can go walk straight to the building. You right. know what I'm saying? And, and if everything is right, we're going to make it happen. Mm. That's real. No. So Molly Mall is your business partner. Can we look forward to uh, Scorp Diesel on Love and Hip Hop in the future? Like Love Man, and Hip Hop. I'm cool on all that Love and Hip Hop stuff. <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs> He looked away hella quick. Like, nigga, no. People got lit in Atlanta, man. Like, I had to have my little share of loving hip-hop. I got a lot of friends I was on there, and I just don't like what they be. I don't know. It's cool. I'm cool on that. Like, okay. yeah. I actually did, like, a little interview for it, too. But they just want drama, bro. Like, I don't want my business all out there. Like, the first question they asked me is how many baby mamas I got. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. they're ready to just... <laughs> nah, messy. Right. I'll go on the show or something if it's about, like, producing or, you know, some entrepreneur type shit, but... Yeah. Mm. Cool on that messy shit. Then I'll be here. I'll be seeing all these loving hip-hop girls, and I'm good. LA, I'll be cool. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah it's whatever. Shit, man. So, what, what's coming up? What's next for Scorp? What should we be Man, I'm ready for? for these records to drop, man. I got some big-ass records coming, bro. Ooh. Some crazy. I know you can't even talk about it, huh? Yeah. Man, I can't even talk about it. When you when you got a catalog like you got already and then you say I got some big ass records. Yeah. It's them ones. <laughs> yeah. Changed my life. Yeah. So are there any so are there any artists that you want to work with that you haven't worked with yet? Definitely. Um but let's put it out there in the universe. Let's let's bring those frequencies in. Definitely. I want to work with Beyonce. Oh. For real. I could see that, and that's not—that's not too many degrees of separation. Yeah, I from yeah. I where see you're that. at. Yeah, I mean, right now my music is is evolving. Like I'm on that real Afro vibe. Like you hear a lot of my records that's going to be coming out. It's going to be more like reggae tone. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not doing. I still do the rap stuff. I mean, of course, that's in my blood. But you know, just working. With, I just did a. I was working with Akon a few weeks ago. Like okay, you know, yeah. like that's major. Yeah, so. That's big too, man. A lot of people get stuck in one genre or one category of a sound when world music is world music. <laughs> There's more money in it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just so much with the rap stuff. It's just dangerous, bro. I mean, you got to think, I've been doing it for so long, bro. Like, some artists you go see, you know, you got to walk in with 20 dudes and they all got guns on them. And, bro, you realize, like, I was at the studio the day before the bankroll fresh got killed, dog. Like wow. I literally seen him the last outfit he had on. I was he had the same clothes on. It was at Street Ex the day before, bro. Wow. I seen him and then at that studio, it was too much. You might as well put that shit right in the hood. It was right. too many niggas over there. Right. You know what wow. I'm saying? You got niggas niggas guns falling out, weed falling everybody like and it's it's sad that that a person had to go through that just right. to you know what I'm saying, just trying to Sweet you know what I'm saying, but it's like, I'm cool, like, I'm cool, I'm pulled up on studios, and everything got to be a certain way, like, you know what I'm saying, the way I move now, because it's important, bro, I put too much time in this, you know right. what I'm saying? Right, right, Man, that's, that's crazy. That's real. Yeah, but I got a French record coming, uh, we're hey. working on uh, Swaycation 2, Sir uh, for Life album, you know, working on that, um, the Thug album, I got a record on Thug's new project, uh, man, 
just working. Just Jeremiah, working. me and Jeremiah got crazy records. <laughs> Man, the records we I got with Jay, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Foolish. Uh, I got a track on uh, Cuban Doll new album. Got Jeremiah on the hook. Okay, that's gonna be crazy. I just can't wait till these songs come out, bro. Yeah, that's, that's a, all I'm waiting. <laughs> that's exciting. It's consistent. I mean, like I'm happy for you, bro. Like yeah. just seeing where you came from and then you just being one of us to now, like that right. shit's inspiring and, it, and it's like, crazy for like real. Super leveled up. Yeah, 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 man. It's cool, but I love coming back, bro. Like. This this the city, man. This is Denver is like a home away from home. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I come here, I feel just relieved and just relaxed. You <laughs> feel me? Like you might catch me just walking to Cherry Creek or something. <laughs> like you know, walking in the mall or just he having lunch. Because I, I cherish the moments and the, and the time here. It go by so fast. And because I get back to LA. Yeah, I'm fresh off the plane, my Maserati. I'm straight to the studio. Okay, flex. All night. Yeah, I see you. Yeah, having the Maserati, you shoot, you know, drop the top, moving. Work, work, work. So, one piece of advice, knowledge, information, something that you would leave for an up and coming producer right now, what would that be? Man, just stay on your business, get your team together. And when I say team, I don't mean hella homeboys and all that. I mean, get a lawyer, get a manager. And then another thing with the management, everybody feel like they need a manager. Like, it took me years to get a manager. And then, like, when I did get a manager, I was with him for two years, and he really wasn't about that. But now I got – my management team is, is perfect. I love my management team now, but mm-hmm. it took me time, though. Yeah. So sometimes you can't always be like, oh, I need a manager. Nah, do your business. If you dope, your management going to come to you. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So, uh, yeah, get your team together and stay focused. Like, don't let nothing, not the bullshit, you know, get you off track. You know, it's, it's just hard work, man. That's another thing. Motherfuckers ain't working, bro. <laughs> Say it <laughs> again, bro. It's we works, dog. But I don't think people realize it, dog. Like, even now, like, I could be at my house sleeping to get a call at 3 in the morning. Hey, come to the studio. Right. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no telling who's there, like. Even when I go to the studio, I would work with French. I can be there all night, leave 8 in the morning. He'll be like, hey, man, this is where I make all my, my greatest hits at. This is where I make right. all that. And you'll be like, damn, nigga, but I'm tired as hell. Like, <laughs> and you'll be get, feeling guilty and shit. Yeah, yeah. There's been times I've been like, man, fuck it. I got to get some rest, nigga. <laughs> but it's like a nigga is – I'm working, though, like hours. Like I just put in 15 hours with my rider last week. Wow. We did like – I did like probably like six, seven with her. Then we went to Jer- Jeremiah's crib, knocked out seven more hours at his house. Yeah. Like, but we working. Right. You know, not no two or three hours in the studio, and then you wait another two weeks and you back in there. So this is your worth acting, man. Just stay, just stay humble and grind hard. Straight up. That's real. That's real. I do, I do have to ask one more question, though, because now that we get onto the Maseratis, <laughs> what's, what's like the craziest purchase that you made that you was like, man? All right, I need to relax. Man, I hit the Mozzie. That was it. I ain't really had no – I ain't rolling like that. I mean, I'll be around a lot of millionaires. I could tell you some shit I'm that they ain't got. Like, I mean, the Mozzie is cool. Like, I'm going to tell you, though, when I had got my Challenger, I had got a the, uh, Ford Challenger. That was – not the Ford, the uh, Dodge Challenger. Mm-hmm. That was hard to me, though. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, because I'm coming up from the Bay. I'm an old-school type of guy anyway, like – I mean, the foreign stuff is cool, but my next purchase is probably going to be the Maybach or something. That's what I want to be on next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That may be easy or something. That's what you're going to be on next. Car person. Okay, cool, cool. So, yeah. Um, 
Oh, my bad. Go ahead. No, I was just saying it's good, though, you know? Cool, cool. See, as far as uh, social media, um, how can people follow you? How can people connect with you? Man, get at me. I'm on all that. Instagram, uh, Scorp Diesel, 100. I'm on Facebook. I really don't be on there that much, but Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you can find me on the gram, though. That's where I really be at. Okay. All my instant lives. Like, I don't really post nothing that much on Instagram, but if you go to my Insta live, you'll really see, like, how it really goes down. Right, <laughs> you know right, I mean? right, right. Like, it's straight movie, like, for real. Okay. No, I've, yeah. no, I've seen some stuff, yeah. So like, that was at Scorp 100. At Scorp 100. Man. Instagram. Man, well, shit, we appreciate you for coming through, bro. That was knowledge right there. Y'all make some noise for Scorp Diesel. Yeah. Hey. Glad for y'all having me, man. Bro. Absolutely. Word, word, and uh, word, word, pay these word, bills word. real quick. So all the fans, yeah. if you are enjoying the merch, uh, the Life is Dope merch. Check us out at lifeisdope.shop. Word, word. You can copy all sorts of stuff. Shirts, hats. Phone cases. Backpacks. Cups. Everything, man. We got some new man, stuff. Man, y'all need to uh, take a trip to L.A. one day. Come a life one day. A Scorp Diesel or something. Come ride with me. That's all you oh, have to say. Right. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, we was just waiting on the invite. Yeah, That's all. Right. Stay tuned for Life is Dope <laughs> with a life, uh, a day in a life with Scorp Diesel. See, I really got down. Yeah. Hey. Well, stay tuned because that's coming up then. Yeah. Well, uh, what else, man? Who else paying these bills? If you would like to pay some of our bills, go ahead and uh, make sure y'all reach out to us. Follow at Life is Dope yeah. on IG. Um, we on all the platforms, too, but definitely follow us on IG. Check out that IGTV for exclusive content. Yeah, you see the followers going up, and they real followers. Yeah, man. All right. We organic. So if IG, does a, if IG does a sweep, our followers <laughs> ain't going nowhere. Yeah, yeah, I, don't, I don't know about the rest of y'all. Us, man. <laughs> Stay tuned for some more events coming up too. We're gonna, we're gonna do some fun shit, man. And it's gonna be lit. <laughs> Life is dope podcast. I'm graffiti. And I'm Davey. We out. This is a sprite. And it tastes exactly like it sounds. That first hit of cool, crisp refreshment on your tongue. Followed by that familiar chorus we all know by heart. Sprite. Thirst for yours. This is the sound of regular water droplets. This is the sound of vitamin water droplets. Regular water, vitamin water. Regular water, vitamin water. Hey, come on now. Vitamin water. It has vitamins, but also parties. Copyright 2020, Glasso.